You are getting 100% Jody on Women Taking the Lead. And in the next six years, I was promoted five times and it had everything to do with my mindset and my practice of setting goals. I use this combination of mindset and action goals to help my clients achieve the results that they've been craving without having to work themselves into the ground. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. For those of you who are celebrating today, Merry Christmas. And for all of you, I hope this episode finds you feeling peaceful and surrounded by love. I have a large family about to descend on the house where I am, so please pray for me to have peace as well. (laughs) I have some exciting news for the new year. Year after year, I and many of you experience the post-holidays fatigue. I've heard from you guys. You're so wiped out from all the activity that you limp into the new year and don't feel like you've gained momentum again until late January or even February. Let's change that this year. Starting on January 1st, I'm going to help you get re-energized within days. I've done this work with my clients, and it's remarkable how quickly this can help you go from feeling tired and burdened to light, energized, and ready for action. This is a tolerations detox. What happens is that over time in our busy lives, we begin to tolerate things because we tell ourselves that we don't have the time or the energy to deal with them head on. So we ignore them. We put up with them. We try to let go, move on, accept, and make peace with these things. But consciously or subconsciously, they are still bothering us. So we have to use some of our energy to keep them off our radar. And when I say we have to use some of our energy, I mean we have to use some of our energy for every little thing we are tolerating. And the bigger the toleration, the more energy it takes. It's like trying to hold a beach ball underwater all day long. And for some of us, we are tolerating so many things, we are expending a great deal of energy to keep from getting bogged down by them, to keep up appearances of everything's fine, and to stay on top of the important things that need our attention. And as our overall energy becomes depleted, we start to feel busier, and so we feel like we have even less time and less energy to deal with the things that bother us. These tolerations start to build like plaque and clog up our energy system. To explain away our lack of energy and lack of ability to focus and engage, we say things like, it's because I'm getting older, or the weather is bringing me down, or I have adult ADD. At the end of the day, you're probably baffled by how tired you are and wonder how other people get the energy to get in a workout, go out with friends, or work on a hobby or project after dinner. While you're sitting on the couch watching TV because it's the time you can check out and unplug from the day. What I'm going to tell you, and I want you to sit with, is that you have as much energy as all those other people. You could also be waking up in the morning, jumping out of bed, rocking your day, and spending your evenings doing whatever you like, whatever you find fulfilling. This Tolerations Detox Challenge will help you get your energy back. This challenge will kick off on January 1st and every other day for 10 days, I'm going to guide you through identifying all the little and big things that you are tolerating in your life, your home, your finances, your relationships, your work, and even your car. 
Not all at once. We're going to do this little by little, and I'm going to share with you how to remove the tolerations in a way that feels good to you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything you're not ready to do. You'll do this process at your pace. You'll have a couple of days in between each challenge to remove a couple of tolerations, and you can do more if you're so motivated. And let me tell you, once you do a few of these challenges, you're going to feel a difference and it's going to feel great. If you're interested in playing along with this challenge, go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash tolerations to register. Let's kick off the new year with a bang and with an abundance of good energy. Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash tolerations to sign up for the tolerations detox challenge. Okay, in the last 100% Jody episode, I shared the first step to creating your goals for 2018 that was reflecting back on all you've accomplished this past year. In this episode, I'm going to go over the whole process I use for setting worthy goals. So if you're celebrating Christmas today, you may want to save this episode and come back in a day or two for when you have more time to sit and reflect on this. My background is in psychology, and I'm one of those people who, after spending six years working on my undergraduate and graduate degree, realized I didn't like where my studies were taking me, and so I opted for something else. I was really discouraged and disappointed with where my life had gone, and when I took an entry-level corporate position, I decided I was not going to stay there for long. However, I thrived in that position. And in the next six years, I was promoted five times and it had everything to do with my mindset and my practice of setting goals. I use this combination of mindset and action goals to help my clients achieve the results that they've been craving without having to work themselves into the ground. The tools and exercises I use help my clients to identify their own mindset and start zeroing in on the specific actions that are going to lead them to their ultimate goal. Although we're not getting into mindset here, there are plenty of episodes I've released that definitely help you with your mindset. For this episode, I'm diving into the exercise I've been using for the past several years for myself and on occasion with my clients to create goals. This is not something to rush through, so be sure you can dedicate a decent amount of time to give each question some thought. Pull out a blank piece of paper or on your electronic device, write down, and answer the following questions based on the prior year. Number one, what were my successes and opportunities, both personal and professional? If you listened to the last 100% Jody episode titled, Before You Choose Your Goals, Do This, you may have already done this step. And if you're doing it for the first time, I want to tell you, do not do this quickly. Really dig deep and look at every area of your life, health, finances, relationships, career, spirituality, personal development, etc. Ask others to help you with this one if you don't have a good list going after a little while. We often dismiss our successes thinking they are no big deal, but they are a big deal and they should be acknowledged. Number two, what are the lessons I learned? This one may be easier to come up with if you're someone who tends to focus on or beat yourself up over mistakes. Think of the things that happened this past year that prompted you to think, I won't be doing that again. Number three, what surprised me? It's the unexpected that helps us to make our blind spots a little smaller. What results, outcomes, opportunities, or consequences did you not expect, whether they were good, bad, or neutral? Number four, 
Based on my values and who I really am, what do I want? Don't hold back on this one. Be honest about you what you want to happen in the coming year. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. You'll use this section later to calibrate your answers to make sure your goals are worthy of you. These can't be things that incrementally build on the goals you've accomplished or did not accomplish last year. The goals you create must reflect your values and focus on creating rather than changing a situation or relationship in your life. For instance, the goal would not be to lose 10 pounds. A goal that is worthy of you is to wake in the morning feeling refreshed and energized, comfortable in your own skin. Part of attaining that goal may include changing your nutrition or getting more activity in your day, but 10 pounds is arbitrary and does not guarantee you'll feel energized. To feel refreshed and energized in the morning will call on more than diet and exercise and will have a greater ripple effect than the scale moving or your clothing size changing. So for this question, based on my values and who I really am, what do I want? You know, it's really the experience you want, that feeling of being refreshed, energized, comfortable in your own skin. Although these are not like typical goals we are setting, for this section, go with that. What experience? What do you want to have? What do you want to have happened? Number five, what from the list of answers informs me how I can recreate any area of my personal or professional life? Circle or highlight the ones that stand out. You're going to go back to what you answered in the first four questions, and you're going to circle the things that jump out at you. Or if you're on advice, you can highlight them. And of the items you circled or highlighted, pick four or five, and some may be so similar you can combine them. These are your focus areas in 2018. So the final step, number six, is to define your overarching goal and set milestones. From here, you'll create the the goal, the plan, the milestones. Milestones are actually just smaller goals that will help you to achieve your overarching goals. You will also use these focus areas to weigh whether or not you need to let some things go or take advantage of new opportunities. Create your goals or metrics based on your focus areas. For example, if your focus area is to increase your income or profitability margin, you'll want to define what that means. It may be to make $5,000 more than you made last year. A metric for that may be to ask for a raise, start a side business, or improve your retention rate. Whatever it is for you, you'll come up with that milestone, that metric that will help you to achieve your goal. Another example Your focus area may be to run a Spartan race successfully. You'll first want to define what successfully means to you. And based on that definition, you'll create metrics and milestones that will help you get there. It may be how fast you can run five miles, being able to do pull-ups, changing your eating plan. You might stop eating certain foods because they don't agree with you, or you're going to add in drinking more water or eating more vegetables or even, you know, doing um, intermittent fasting to help you with your health. With each goal, create an action plan with milestones that will take you to your goal. 
plug in celebrations and rewards for hitting the milestones and get an accountability partner. Having another person who will witness your challenges and successes will motivate you to stay on track. And if you're externally motivated, I would say if you have goals, tell anyone and everyone who will listen to you what your goals are, because that will motivate you. Make sure the goals you choose reflect your highest values and get you excited. The satisfaction you feel on achieving your goals is directly related to choosing the right goals for you, the ones that stretched you a bit, and how well you executed your plan. A goal that is worthy of you causes you to express the best parts of you and motivates you to keep going even when staying on track is tough. And upon reaching a goal that is worthy of you, you will feel pure joy. And so I wanted to go over some of the goals that I created for 2017, just to give you some examples. So the focus area I had, um, one was paid speaking engagements. And so I achieved that goal. There were a couple of local organizations that paid me to speak for them. And I've started pursuing some conferences as well. I wanted to reformat the podcast. I'd gotten a lot of feedback um, from from all of you around the content, what you enjoyed, what you you know didn't really enjoy. And actually, I reformatted the podcast twice this past year. Then another focus area I had was to work in partnerships, build relationships, because the theme I created for last year was visibility and partnerships. So this was important to me. And I definitely did that. I hired a virtual assistant. I created the membership community. I collaborated with other women to create a workshop series. There was definitely a lot of collaboration and partnership going on for me last year. And then my health and wellness. So, you know, the, the metric I had for my health and wellness, one was running the Spartan race. That was the motivator for me. And with that, I recreated, um, my nutrition and meal planning and preparation ahead of time. I cut back on the amount of alcohol I was drinking and I definitely, definitely upped the frequency and the intensity of the workouts I was doing. The last focus area I had, and it's interesting as I reviewed my notes to go over this episode, all it says is date. And that didn't happen last year. And so this is a lesson learned for me. I did not define this goal, nor did I create any metrics or milestones around this. And it even as simple as this is, there are still milestones and metrics. So that I took on for this year that I'm going to make sure every focus area I have is defined, you know, ultimately defined and has metrics and milestones. So I also did the work ahead of this episode to create my goals for 2018. At this point, I've, I've narrowed down the focus areas. I haven't gone into defining all of them with the metrics and milestones, but that's something I typically do around New Year's because it's very, I like take time away, it's quiet, and I can dive into this. But I definitely did this process up until the last step, step six. Um, So I did the first five to get my focus areas. So the theme for me for 2018 is vulnerability. This will look like asking for clarity, asking for help, saying no, speaking up, being willing to receive help, being transparent about my challenges and sharing my perspectives and experiences more. So that's just a general 
theme for 2018, I am taking on being more vulnerable. And the focus areas I'm working on, I have a couple of personal ones. The first is to build more strength and endurance. Having a focus area of health this past year definitely helped me. I have lost weight. That has not been the problem for me. But I feel that since the Spartan race, I've also lost strength and I've lost endurance. So my nutrition is on point and excellent. And I would say doing A Course in Miracles had me has made me more peaceful and I tend to be a stress snacker. So I have found that I don't feel the urge to snack as much as I used to. So my weight has definitely dropped, but that it's it's more my workouts and my exercise that I need to focus on in the coming year. Be in a relationship. I let this area totally slide last year, um, date, period. <laughs> Nothing said after that. So for this year, I... I'm looking for that. I definitely want to have more partnership in my personal life. Um, definitely got it in my business life last year. Now I want to move it over to my personal life and I will be working on the metrics and the milestones for that one as well. God help me. I don't know what that's going to look like. And then I want to increase the profitability in my business. I definitely last year, you know, I don't know what happened. I'm still trying to figure it all out. I was scraping by month over month. And that just creates a lot of stress in a business. And it's funny because recently I put together case studies of some of my clients for a presentation and I was amazed at how much money my clients are making. And I thought to myself, I need to hire myself to make more money in my business. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be focusing my process, my coaching more on myself and seeing what I'm missing. You know, what is causing um, that lack to be in my life? And then I want to do a focus. Another focus area is to do local paid women taking the lead workshops. I've had awesome collaborations with other people to do workshops together that combined all of our, you know, skills and experience, our, our areas of expertise. But I would like to do some live workshops that are based on the areas that I focus on. And then also I want to outsource a lot. <laughs> um, I did start to define and create some metrics for this one um, just because it was right there for me. The podcast production, social media, email management, and more if I can. But this goal is definitely dependent upon my third focus area, which is increasing profitability in my business. So as I become more profitable, I will be able to outsource. So they'll be based on each other. So I would love to hear from you. If you have a chance over the next week or two to go through this process and create your focus areas, and if you get so far as to create the, the milestones and the metrics and the plan for achieving in these focus areas, I would love to hear from you. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can reach me at Jody, J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com. I love hearing from you guys. So please do reach out. And if you want to set yourself up for a great new year by playing along with the Tolerations Detox Challenge, go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash tolerations to register. Again, that's womentakingthelead.com forward slash tolerations. And that's going to start January 1st. So if you're listening to this before then, hop on that. As always, I hope this was of value to you. And here's to your success.
Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.